Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. What is Canadian culture? In order to fit into your workplace, make new friends, and navigate your new life in Canada, it's important to understand what values, beliefs, and behaviours make Canadians tick. In this episode, I'm joined by Ryan Liu from China. With dozens of his family already living around the globe, Ryan always knew that he too would leave China to experience other cultures. There definitely comes a time where uh, where you kind of find yourself to be a little bit out of place. So I think my biggest tip for that is just to, you know, be patient, don't put yourself down, uh, be friendly, kind of just, you don't always have to be you know, smart, you don't always have to be funny, you can just listen and see what people have to say, and kind of just, you know, give yourself some time to kind of sit with them and just let yourself catch on, right? So don't be too harsh on yourself and put yourself down and feel like, oh, I don't fit in, I'm going to leave. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of how I like to deal with it. During his 23 years, Ryan has already lived in the USA, Denmark, England, Korea, and most recently, Toronto, Canada, after his company agreed to transfer him here. In this episode, we chat about his experience growing up in the most populated country in the world, and we share some simple ways to connect with Canadians socially, professionally, and more. Let's start the show. Hi, Kay. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk to you today. Oh, me as well. It's so great to connect. Yeah, we've been meaning to get together for a while. <laughs> I yeah, don't even I know. remember when we first spoke. I think it was months ago when you responded to our request for guests on Facebook or something, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. How's your week been? Uh, it's been good. Pretty busy. You know, uh, we're all working from home at the moment. So uh, I work in tech, so there's always constant streams for projects coming in. So, you know, it's what it is. Yeah, I bet you're busy now with everything going virtual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's nice being able to work from home. Yeah, so you live and work, well, in pre-pandemic, you live, you would work downtown Toronto. Is it a Toronto company or? Yeah, it's uh, actually, it's a U.S. company. Uh, it's called Square. They do mobile payments. Um, oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. They're actually really big. Um, their office is in downtown, but I actually never got to be in the office because I moved to Canada after the lockdown happened. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully you can make it. Um, are they saying that you'll go back eventually to an office? Eventually. You... Eventually, oh, yeah. That'll be cool. I know. Cool. I hope so. Well, I'm really excited to finally be chatting with you. You've lived and worked in quite a few different places. China, Korea, the US, England, Denmark, and now Canada. So you're clearly an expert in adaptability and adjusting to different cultures. So yeah, I'm looking forward to picking your brains on all that. Yeah, let's do it. Amazing. So first, I want to hear all about China. So whereabouts were you born in China? Yeah, so I was born in, do you know where Hong Kong is? Yes, in the south, right? 
Yeah, yeah. The southern China part. So I was born in the uh, inner city near Hong Kong uh, in the Cantonese region. Um, so I think the biggest difference uh, I would say is probably, oh, obviously, you know, language. They speak a completely different language and the majority of people are Chinese. So obviously they look completely different. Um, but in terms of like lifestyle and culture, I say probably the biggest difference is individuality. Um, after I moved to the U.S., um, I found out that people are more encouraged to express their individual thoughts. Um, you know, you get that in like college uh, classrooms or high school classrooms. You're encouraged to kind of voice your your thoughts on different issues, including political issues and all that. But I think uh, in China, that's kind of discouraged, especially when it comes to political opinions and stuff like that. They definitely don't like you talking about that. Have you found that quite freeing then? Or what has it been a strange kind of change to get to get used to? I guess you were yeah. used to it from early on. We'll go through your step-by-step kind of uh, journey through all these different countries. But um, yeah, so what was it like growing up there? Was it, was it a busy city or? Yeah, it was quite busy. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, I think the population difference does make a difference on your day-to-day life. Uh, in China, you know, you know, China is a huge country. There's a huge population. So in where I'm from, it is a big city. So probably very different uh, than where you're from, where you live now, for example. You know, the streets are always kind of busy. You know, you a lot of people drive. You have to wait in lines for a lot of stuff. You want to go to a great <laughs> store, there's lines. If you want to go uh, go wow. to restaurants, oftentimes there's lines. So, yeah, it's, it's very different than uh, like a small countryside lifestyle. Yeah, so there's nearly 1.4 billion people. It's the largest population in the world. So that was going to be one of my questions. I was like, did that? Did you get a sense of that growing up? You know, the crowds and things like that. Does it affect day to day life? So yeah, that's yep. really interesting. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So is there a fast pace like pressure to it that I would associate? So like, if I was in a busy city, it's kind of like work, work, go, go. Like yeah. stress. Is it yeah. like that? Have you lived in like kind of a big city like New York or like London? No, I haven't lived there. No, I've only ever visited big cities. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely very different. I find it like, for for example, Hong Kong, it's a very international and huge metropolitan city, right? So uh, I find it to be, um, you're right, very fast paced. Uh, There's always people getting stuff done, bang, bang, bang. (laughs) You know, it's not like when you're in the countryside, you can just walk over to your neighbor's house and talk for half an hour, you know, exchange some gifts. Uh, In in, in the city, it doesn't really happen. At least where I grew up, that did not happen. Uh, Oftentimes, we didn't really know our neighbors uh, who lived next door because we lived in like giant condos and buildings are like, you know, 30 stories. Yeah, it's it's pretty different. But I think personally, I am a fan of that lifestyle a little bit more. Like I prefer mm-hmm. kind of a busy lifestyle. I want to be in the middle of everything. I want to be able to walk out of my house and be able to, you know, see stuff happening and see people. I like that, just personally speaking. No, I definitely see that. And I do do really appreciate when I go and visit cities because it's like, oh, there's so many different choices for food and things to do. And you you can go see a show or... Yeah, like in the middle of nowhere where I am, it's it's beautiful and the nature is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's not so much, yeah, like the people and, and the atmosphere that you're talking about. Yeah, I totally see that. I think you guys do get a lot of the, you know, like the outdoor stuff that are happening, right? Like if you want to go hiking or fishing and stuff like that, that's really beautiful too. 
Oh yeah, for sure. There's definitely like two different sides of Canada. Like the nature that everyone focuses on is is amazing, especially um, in the different seasons. You know, you're on the lake, or you can go, you know, out on the in the forest in the snow, and yeah, there's different things to do. But then the city has so much going on as well, like all the sports and mm-hmm. you know all of that good stuff. So yeah, yeah. there's there's pros and cons for for everything. We're total opposites though. Like I do love being in nature, and then you're yeah. obviously a, a city yeah. guy. So yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so. What did you do on a typical weekend growing up uh, where you did? Were you, were you close to the, the, the sea, the South China Sea? Did you go to the coast or what did you do to kind of escape? Yeah, uh, I think, okay, so that's one thing I was going to mention uh, when you talked about the difference growing up in China versus growing up in the U.S. Um, uh, yeah, that's one big thing, the pressure. I think growing up in China, a lot of students have... Um, a lot of pressure in school from school and from parents from families um i don't know if you heard of like the tiger mom <laughs> stereotypes where like asian parents are super strict they you know they make their kids go to you know after school classes or uh, piano classes or you know just additional classes that are gonna make you a better person in their mind mm-hmm. um so i think that that's like a big thing that i did on the weekends, uh, growing up, like constantly, my mom signed me up for lots of uh, interest-based classes, like piano, saxophone, or uh, chess and painting, and wow, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff like that. So I, as far as I can remember, I say maybe fifty percent of the weekends that I had, I had to just you know, go to different classes and take lessons. Wow. And I guess it was all your friends were in the same boat, right? They were all doing that as well. So it wasn't like you were kind of doing it just by yourself. Yeah, that's amazing. And I really love that because you you try so many different things and then you can discover like the things that you are actually really passionate about because you've kind of tried everything. Do you think that that was the case or did you kind of resent it a little bit? Uh, I think personally, I did not resent it as much, but I definitely know some of my friends who really hated that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, in a way, it kind of helped me prepare for the future. Uh, like right now, I have a lot of skills. Like I know how to play piano, I know how to play guitar, and I know how to, you know, I know how to sing. Um, so all these skills kind of come stem from uh, these classes that we took when I was younger. So I am kind of grateful for that in a way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't resent them. Yeah, I love that. I think there's always so much more than just academic grades and kind of striving for a career. You know, you have to kind of build out other interests and hobbies and like things that make you you. I really, I think that's really awesome. I had yeah. a bunch of different stuff growing up too. And then I moved to France and it was kind of like the whole focus of my life was just trying to get by and learn the language. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, yeah, all the other hobbies kind of went out the window, which is a shame because, um, yeah. Yeah, I was into like singing and acting and things like that. And I'm sure I would have taken it further, but it kind of halted with with the big move. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that. Well, um, what's the first thing that you think of when when you think about China? What what do you look most fondly on? OK, yeah, I think these days when I think of it, I mostly think of obviously my family. Uh, I do miss my family a lot, uh, like my my parents still live there and my grandparents. I, I try calling them, you know, every two weeks and stuff and talk to them. Uh, you know, family is very important to Asian households. Obviously, being in Canada or being in North America, I'm very far away from that environment. I'm very far away from that culture, right? So some, sometimes when I, you know, when I listen to a Chinese song and stuff like that, it really brings up memories and kind of bringing me back into that culture. 
Uh, and it just really makes me miss uh, kind of my homeland in a way. Yeah. When I think of Chinese culture, I think the festivals, right, and the celebration. Yeah. It's so incredible. And like you mentioned, it's the real focus on family too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting because I think that's kind of a difference too between like uh, Asian culture and North American culture, at least. Uh, I like when I moved to the US, I've realized, for example, like a lot of Mexican families, they also have a very strong uh, sense of family. And I found that to be very similar to my own. Uh, but I had a lot of Caucasian friends and they, they were not super close to their family. Um, so I thought that's kind of an interesting cultural difference in a way. Yeah, no, very true. Um, so have you explored a lot of China? It's a huge country, right? It's like the third or fourth largest in the world. So have you gone to uh, other places around the country and, and seen it? Yeah, I'm, so that's uh, that's interesting because, you know, I've been to quite a few countries. I've traveled to quite a few countries, you know, worked there, made friends from there. But as far as China goes, I actually haven't been to too many cities. That is always the way, isn't yeah. it? You just always go yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. When I was in when I was in Thailand and, and Vietnam and those places when I was in Southeast Asia, it was like, Oh, you're so lucky you have Europe on your doorstep and you can get on a plane and be, you know, in Italy in like a few hours and I was like, Oh my god, it's so true. Yeah. Like I didn't even explore Europe. I was like all the way across the other side of the world. That's so funny. Yeah. That's that's true, isn't it? <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So strange. Are there any, so in your hometown then, or I'm sure you probably visited Hong Kong because you were close to there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where would you say are the must-dos or must-visits if someone was to, to visit that area? Yeah, um, I think that area of China, you definitely have to, um, you have to try the food. I think that's mm. a must for most foreigners going to China. Uh, you know, you dim have sum. to try, yeah, dim sum, very good. Yes. Definitely highly recommend um, yeah, so I think that's definitely my top recommendation. Try the Chinese food. It's very different than the the Chinese restaurant you've had in your town. Completely oh, different. I bet. Yeah, very different. <laughs> what did you try that when you first went to the States and you were like, what is this? Have you tried have you tried Panda Express? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've heard of it. Okay, yeah. It's a very popular Americanized Chinese food chain in America. Uh I've tried it. I actually thought it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I thought it was quite quite okay. Um, but a lot of my Chinese friends really did not like that. <laughs> yeah, I bet the authentic experience is a lot better. Do you have any tips on where to go to to get the real stuff? Like where to go for the real recipes and the family foods? Is there, you know, markets or where do you go for that? Yeah, I think um, my number one tip is to talk to Chinese people, interact with them uh, and ask them for advice. Um, because, um, if you go on Google and, uh, Yelp or, you know, uh, those are probably mostly reviews left by other foreigners, right? Right. So (laughs) they're kind of on the same boat as you. So I think it's better to, that's, that's always true, isn't it? It's always better to talk to the locals and get their opinions on what's good and what's not. So true. That's such a good tip. I love that YouTuber that is fluent in 
I think it's Cantonese or, or Mandarin or one of the languages, and he goes and he surprises the Chinese locals. Oh, I know what Have you're you talking about. Those? Yeah, I've seen that. So Very funny because he just looks super American with his like yeah. little satchel, and he goes over to the the local marketer people, and he's like, "So, uh, sorry, uh, how much is this?" And he starts talking in English, and yeah. then he switches to their language, and their face is so funny. That's, I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an interesting point, isn't it? How much language closes the gap between people? Because, like、oh, yeah. you said, the YouTuber, the moment he starts speaking Chinese、uh, or their language, the, the owners of the restaurant instantly became. They start smiling, they start、yeah. laughing, and they instantly became so much closer to the person. So, it's、oh, so、yeah. cool. That would be one of the, my superpowers. You know, if that question was like, "What superpower would you have?" If I could speak every language, imagine、yeah. all of the connections and and how much your traveling experience would be improved. Oh yeah, oh, I would love love oh, love、yeah. that. You'll have、wow. many friends. <laughs> yeah, so good. Okay, so take us along your journey from China to living in all of these different countries. So moving abroad runs in your family, right? You grew up seeing your aunts and uncles and cousins all、mm-hmm. relocating across the world. So、yeah. did you always know that you wanted to go out there and, and explore? Yeah,、uh, yeah, that's true. It kind of runs in the family in a way because、uh, a lot of my family members went.、Uh, Schools in other countries, like my cousin went to school in Canada, and my my aunt went to school in America, etc.、Um, so I kind of knew in my heart that I wanted to do the same because、um, growing up in China, we had a lot of, for example, movies from Hollywood. So I think, I mean, when I say this, I think I'm speaking for not just China, but a lot of other countries as well. When you see those. Highly produced、uh, movies from Hollywood. You think, wow, America, the American <laughs> dream, right?、Yes. So I think a lot of people had that American dream deeply seated in their heart, and I was one of those people. So I thought that I would definitely want to check out、uh, America one day. Maybe not live there, but definitely want to make friends from there and、uh, you know check it out, see what what what's up.、Um, so yeah, so I left. I went to high school for one year in China, and then I left and went to Pennsylvania in the states. And I went to high school there.、Uh, I stayed with my aunt, who、uh, married an American guy, and kind of settled down in the in the middle of Pennsylvania.、Uh, and、uh, I think in the beginning it was. Uh, Uh, it was quite difficult. I think you can probably relate to that experience, right? Being in France, having to learn French and stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I was going to say your English skills at the time. Were, I'm sure they were a lot better than my French when I went to France because you know your schooling and everything. But、yeah. um, how was your English when you turned up in in the states? Yeah, it was actually not super bad because.、Yeah. Uh, so you know, for any listeners, that means incredible. <laughs> you know, those modest people that like, oh, my English is, you know, okay. It's like perfect English. <laughs> right.、Uh, yeah. So I think for me, it wasn't super bad at the time because you know I was interested in America. I was kind of doing some self learning. By myself watching movies, you know, Friends, right? Like a lot、yeah. of people learn English watching Friends, and I did that too. I'm not ashamed to say.、Um, and、uh, so it wasn't super bad, but still, you know,、uh, there was a lot of、um, culturally different words that I didn't, that I wasn't aware. There's a lot of cultural contact that I contacts that I wasn't aware of, right?、Mm-hmm. So I wasn't getting a lot of the、uh, the inside jokes that people were telling. Um, so I think that that made it difficult. It definitely took me a while to kind of to to start to be able to roll with it when I when I hang out with people.、Mm. 
So why why do you think what what do you think the appeal is for for Chinese citizens to go and live and work abroad? Is it just the movie influence, or does it go back to the whole pushing to do hobbies and and learn new things and you know go and see the world and study abroad? What what do you think、uh, the appeal is? Yeah, I think that's a really good question、um, because、uh, it's very different for different people from different backgrounds.、Uh, I can't really speak for. For you know, people from other backgrounds than me, but I think for me personally, it's more like you know, it's exciting. It's America.、Uh, I want to be a part of that. I want to go and see what's up. But at the same time, I know that for a lot of maybe older Chinese people or just、uh, Asian people from other countries as well,、uh, they care more about stuff like healthcare or、uh, like social benefits. So they kind of think that. They want to be in a well, obviously America. You know, it's the, a very developed country. They want to be in that society where they can feel safe in terms of healthcare and uh, uh, other social benefits and stuff like that.、Yeah. As compared to、uh, countries like maybe Vietnam or China, where the social benefit programs are not as developed.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. So. Yeah, going back to the states, then you were mentioning some cultural differences there.、Um, I'd love to just go through the those countries: Denmark, the states, England, and Korea. And then,、um, yeah, well, first of all, what what order did you live in these countries? So you left to the U.S. and then and then what did you do? Yeah, for sure. So I think、uh, as far as the order, so I went to Denmark first. I stayed there for maybe three months with my、uh, girlfriend at a time, and I think my Biggest impression of it、uh, when I first went there was that it's very very cold. It's、uh, yeah, the stereotype about like the Viking people were definitely true. That's why I thought it's <laughs>、uh, yeah, it was very cold, very windy, but very beautiful at the same time. I went to Copenhagen. It's a very、um, very cultural city. Like when you look at the buildings and the streets, you can see like oh, that's culture. You know,、the、that's history, not yeah. yeah. There's history. There's culture. And it's not just built two years ago,、um, so I found that quite interesting and very different、uh, from America. Because when when you you know when you look at buildings in America, for example, it's usually quite modern, right? So it's not quite like it doesn't quite have the same historical essence as、uh, Danish buildings in a way.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as England goes,、um, I I thought it was.、Uh, I liked it actually. The accent obviously was quite interesting. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought the accent was very interesting.、Um, just kind of, it was like watching people talk in the movies, but in real life. If you know what、uh-huh. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And they really like tea. Like <laughs> they drink, they drink tea every day, and they always、oh、put、God. milk in it. Yeah, my parents came to visit in Canada, and my fiance could not believe the amount of tea. Like they brought their own tea bags first of all,、yeah. because they didn't they didn't trust that they could find PG tips in、right. Canada. And then they make like four cups of tea by lunchtime, and then they're they're sitting out in like forty degree heat, and they're so hot. And then they're like, "Oh, I'm dying for a cup of tea," and it's like, "Oh、yeah. my god, you guys are crazy." <laughs> yeah, I. They really like their tea. I I noticed that, and my my girlfriend at the time would ask me on the daily, "Would you like a cup of tea?" And <laughs> it was it was it was interesting. But yeah,、um, unfortunately, I thought I I really wasn't a big fan of、uh, British food. No, but、uh, I don't know. 
What's your what's your what's your opinion? You seem to know the place. Um. Oh, I love. I just love a good British pub meal. So like your warm roast dinners. Okay. That's what okay. I miss. Yeah, your big when you're in a cold, damp day, and you can go and have your your roast dinner with gravy all over it and your Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, that's what okay. I love. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um. So you moved to Toronto in October 2020. Mm-hmm. How has it been so far? Obviously, you've had nothing but lockdowns and restrictions. So I bet you're looking forward to actually being able to explore. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah,、um, I actually have been to Canada before moving. Prior to moving to Toronto,、uh, I went to Vancouver before just to travel and have fun. I think my First impression of Canada of Canada was that it's so similar to America. Yes, I remember thinking clearly that wow, like even the stop signs look exactly the same as Americans. So I thought that was quite interesting. And、um, one thing I found shocking though was the the amount of home homeless people I saw、uh, on the streets、mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Yeah, because yeah. I think me and a lot of American people have this idea of Canada being kind of a socialist country. So we assume a lot of socialist or like government programs are in place to help people in need. So I was quite shocked when I saw the amount of homeless people kind of camping out on the streets. I, I'm not sure how that happened, but I remember yeah. that. Yeah, especially because there's such a strong focus on community in the Canadian culture. So there's so many, you know, volunteering opportunities, and there's always talk about these great charitable movements. So. Yeah, I totally agree. I was I was really shocked when I went to Vancouver. Toronto is not as bad, but there definitely still is a you know a homeless problem there as well. So there's definitely a lot more work to do. Yeah, definitely. So despite coming during a pandemic, <laughs> your answer may well change once you officially do get out there and explore. But what do you love most about life here so far? Aha,、uh-huh. that's a great question. I'll have to say the. Health insurance in Canada, OHIP、uh-huh. specifically. Yeah, I have to say that it's it's definitely better than、uh, American insurance、uh, as far as my experience goes.、Uh, I remember distinctively in America,、uh, I had to pay like you know four or five hundred dollars for an ER trip, and that's a lot of money for regular people, you know, and.、Uh, After I moved here, I remember it was about two months ago when I had to visit the ER.、Uh, I showed them my OHIP card, and they triaged me and let me in. There was no questions asked about, you know, money or insurance. So I thought I was really cool. Definitely different. What um what you've you've been to the ER a lot of times. Are you klutzy or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Just once in Canada. Just once in Canada. <laughs> So, what actually made you come here? So, you were in the states, and you're obviously working for an American company. So, was it just an opportunity that came up, and they said, "Hey, do you want to transfer to Toronto?" Or what? What was the decision there? Yeah, I think it's mostly for work,、uh, and also just a nice change of environment.、Um, I think I'm the kind of people who find change very exciting. I know a lot、yeah. of people find it scary, but for me, it's pretty exciting, right? Like the change of environment, the unknown. You get to kind of start. Start fresh, or kind of you know make new friends and all that.、Um, so, because well, at a time I've been in the states for quite a while before I moved to Canada, 
And I thought to myself that, oh, it would be really nice to have uh, to go to a different country and explore different culture and explore uh, making friends from different places. And uh, I thought Toronto was, um, you know, a super cool city. I've always had heard good things about it. So my company asked me if I want to move to Toronto and I said yes. Cool. Well, welcome. And then, yeah, let's hope this pandemic is uh, wrapping up pretty soon and uh, I know. actually get stuck in and, and uh, enjoy the city. I know. Can't wait. Yeah. We were talking about... Yeah, so we touched on Canadian culture and I really want to unpack that because a lot of people just arrived or they're thinking of moving to Canada. So I would love to to really discuss Canada's culture and just about the people and how to, you know, feel more integrated in the society here and, and kind of what you've realized about you know, your initial impressions about the culture because yeah as we've as we've discussed you've you've had great experience in all the different cultures yeah. so um what's really stood out for you what have you noticed so far uh in terms of canadian culture yeah so i think canada's culture is um yeah like you mentioned it's really a unique blend of british french and American influences, but mm-hmm. American is probably the more dominant influence, I would say. So you've got your music and movies and food and mm. brands and all of that very American stuff. So your fast food chains, um, as well as sports. So coming from England, our national sports are completely different, um, but their sports here are a huge deal. So your hockey, baseball, basketball um, being the main ones, I think. So yeah, just looking up those for example is a good tip to um yeah gain some basic knowledge of those sports and then you'll be able to connect with a lot more canadians on on some on some level so yeah i think um yeah as far as the canadian culture goes um i think one big thing i've noticed is that uh canadians are definitely a little bit friendlier when it comes to strangers than americans um i got to talk to some really nice Canadians about uh, about Toronto, about what's new, uh, about you know the history and all that, and I found it to be quite refreshing in a way. You know, like people always have this idea like uh, Americans are kind of meaner and Canadians <laughs> are always nice, right? And I, I found that to be true for the most part, except when uh, sometimes in downtown I hear really rude drivers honking very loudly. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> that's not nice. I did not like that. Yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't think that they're all nice. I think that's definitely a stereotype. And um, yeah, you're always going to find those rude people uh, anywhere, especially in cities, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I think I haven't... Mm, well, as you said, it's been... Uh, I've been locked down ever since I got here. So I think I haven't had as much opportunity to to meet other Canadians and hang out with other people as I wanted to. So mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to the lockdown being lifted and being able to go out and experience other stuff. Yeah. And I guess at your work as well, you're working more closely with Canadians now too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when you finally get into that office environment, you'll yeah you'll be able to have all those little small talk chats around the coffee machine every morning with your colleagues. Right. So yeah, you'll be able to to make the most of those. The majority of Canadians I've worked with are, are always up for those you know friendly little chats about your weekend, the weather, or that Netflix show mm-hmm. you're into. You know all of those classics. So yeah, it's definitely an easy way to to get to know each other better. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good tip. I think in my in my experience so far, I was able to just have some casual, casual small talks or a little conversation in the elevator when I run into people. It's always been really nice yeah. just talking about, oh, 
you know, how, how, uh, how I like the city, you know, uh, where I came from, blah, 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 stuff like that. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing about workplace culture is the dress code, right? So when I first got here, I felt so overdressed at work. I guess it, uh, yeah, it depends on the industry or company, but, but my experience was always that my colleagues were so casual, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, wearing Converse in the office was so cool to me. I think it's, it's probably getting more and more common now, especially if you're, you're not customer facing, but, um, yeah, that was something else that I noticed. Everything's quite casual, um, in my experience. So prepare for that. That's good. That's good. That's a good tip. Yeah. Um, the one last thing is that the Canadian culture is very politically correct. So if you have a dark or sarcastic humor, that may land you in hot water. Right. <laughs> so I know a lot of Brits struggle with that because um, the British humor is, is quite often offside and mm-hmm. <laughs> can be taken right. the wrong way. So, um, yeah, that's another another good tip as well. All right. Mm. Noted. And then, of course, the multiculturalism, right? So the diversity as a country, it's like a real value that, that the Canadians oh, yeah. are really proud of. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's one, one big thing that I really enjoyed about Toronto uh, after I moved here. I stayed in North York uh, right after I landed in Toronto. I So I obviously had to be quarantined for two weeks, right? But after the quarantine, I walked outside and I saw all these stores that are they have signs in different languages. And I, I thought to myself, that, wow, that is, that is quite multicultural. And I was pretty impressed at the time. And I'm personally a big fan of that. And I did not have that in Seattle before. So very good first impression. Uh, I'd say that's uh, probably a strong indication of the multiculturalism in, in Canada or in Toronto specifically. Mm, yeah, and you're able to meet people from all over the world here, especially if yeah. you're... Yeah, you're living in one of Canada's big cities, which, yeah, it's so amazing. So good. Well, finally, I just have another question. So you're obviously a global citizen. I like to think that. And have had so many different cultural influences over your life. So I was wondering how you would answer personally if someone asked you what your roots are and if you've if you've had any difficulty with identity or feeling like you maybe don't fit into Chinese culture anymore or you're not quite fitting into the US either because you're from China so um, are you comfortable letting us know kind of where you're at with that? Yeah definitely Um, I think when I when I talk about that I speak for a lot of newcomers to Canada or to the US as well right so uh, I think fortunately for me I've been uh, I've I've been living in North America for a significant amount of time so in terms of uh, socializing with people, I kind of, I've, you know, I've kind of gotten the rhythm. So for me, that's not super difficult, but there definitely comes a time where, uh, where you kind of find yourself to be a little bit out of place. Mm -hmm. I've definitely been in those situations as well. But so I think my biggest tip for that is just to, you know, be patient, don't put yourself down, uh, be friendly, kind of just, you don't always have to be you know, smart, you don't always have to be funny, you can just listen and see what people have to say. And kind of just, you know, give yourself some time to kind of sit with them and just let yourself catch on, right? So don't be too harsh on yourself and put yourself down and feel like, oh, I don't fit in, I'm gonna leave. Um, Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of how I like to deal with it. Yeah. And I think the more countries that you spend time in, it just makes you a bit unique more unique every single time and you should actually embrace that and you're not just kind of fit you don't just fit into one mold it's kind of like 
it makes you a whole new unique person which i think is a great thing definitely yeah i think it makes you different in a good way yeah so you're obviously from a family in china that has traveled and that has um you know kind of gone all around the world so i'm sure when you go back to china it's it's kind of the norm but have you ever experienced you know people that are that have been in china their whole lives and and there's kind of a, a cultural clash there Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think reverse cultural shock is quite common these days. Um, I hear it from my friends all the time. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to go to China, go back to China in a while. I definitely want to as soon as I'm able when the lockdown gets lifted. Um, but I, I do notice myself kind of, you know, uh, starting to forget words after a while. Right. Oh, so. No. Yeah, just like just like when I first came to the U.S., I wasn't aware of a lot of uh, a lot of the cultural context or inside jokes. Like these days, I'm that's starting to happen to me on the opposite in the opposite <laughs> way, you know. Yeah. So when people are joking about a certain meme that just happened, or they have a certain uh, a certain joke that that they know and I don't, uh, it does get a little bit frustrating. So yeah, definitely happened both ways. Yeah, it's so interesting to to feel kind of out of place in in every in everywhere because you're just so different yourself. Yeah, it's it's a it's a whole another podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. I have really enjoyed this, and I really, really, really want to go to China. I always have wanted to, um, and I hope you get to go back soon. And I hope you get to experience Toronto and really kind of. You know, embrace your new Canadian life. Uh, I'm sure you do, but um, even more so when restrictions are lifted. But um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. This has been great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Kate, for having me on. It was great talking to you and learning some tips from you about how to, you know, how Canada works. Yeah, exactly. I hope it helps. And um, yeah, as always, if anyone has any questions, just reach out to us and have a great day. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.